Welcome to the Dissertation with Mercy. I am so stoked you found your way here. I am Mercy Goodson, a PhD student of Alabama A&M. I will be receiving my degree in Applied Physics with a concentration in Material Science. I know that sounds like a lot, but I'll explain it to you all if you're interested. I'm a black girl from Louisville, Kentucky, and I decided to embark on this podcast journey simply because we're not generating enough conversation. We like to discuss things that don't really matter in the grand scheme of things, and I would just like to expand the conversation, expand the audience, and expand the speakers. While I hope you enjoy listening to and learning from this podcast, I do not claim to be an expert on anything that we discuss. So just like church, don't just listen to the pastor, go ahead and do your own research. Hey y'all, welcome back. Can y'all hear that rain? Like, I literally cannot wait to move into a place that has, like, a screen patio or a screen porch or something. Just because I want to sit outside and enjoy outside and just, you know, the climate and the nice breeze and the nice sound of the rain pitter-pattering. But I cannot deal with the bugs. Like, one of my friends... She eats her breakfast outside, and I wish I could do that, but I'm not about to fight who knows what kind of bugs outside over my food. Like, I just, I can't, but I want to, so I can't wait to get screened in patio just to enjoy it. But I'll probably sleep with the, it's Wednesday right now, so I'll probably sleep with my window open. Probably not because there's creeps. I'm not sure, but I do like to enjoy the sound of the rain. Um, so if y'all notice, I don't know. That's my dog. He literally, most of y'all know Jackson. Well, not most of you, but some of y'all know Jackson. And he literally does nothing all day. But now when it's time for me to record my podcast, he wants to do the sea walk inside his kennel. But um, it seems he's calmed down now. Also, um, I saw. I know that you guys noticed that I'm on Apple now, Apple Podcaster. You guys are welcome. You're welcome for that. But if, I didn't have to pay. I'm now I'm confused because at first I thought it said that I had to pay twenty dollars, but then when I did it last week, it didn't prompt me to pay twenty dollars. So I'm confused. I don't know. I don't know. But we're there. We're we're on Apple Music. Alas, you guys are welcome. You should be eternally grateful, like those little things when they saw the claw on Toy Story. Um, Also, last week, in boundaries, I kept saying impart, and I really meant to say interject um, or interrupt or one of those other I words that are more appropriate for what I meant it for that wasn't impart. Um, Interject on your journey and interject on your path and interject every time I said in part just insert interject if you don't mind (laughs) okay so let's just do a recap I'm actually really I'm proud of myself you know you gotta you gotta celebrate the small victories but I've really been dedicated to dropping a podcast episode every week and y'all I have a lot going on like I say that but like I have interviews to prepare for. And you know, the funny or the crazy thing about technical interviews, one, I haven't done technical work in, I don't know how long, like maybe my first two internships in like 2012, 2013 were probably technical. 
But my last few years of school, I've been in the lab for the most part. So I'm just like a, a lab head now. So when I have like these technical interviews, I literally have to study for them, like brushing up on programming methods or or programming languages, brushing up on different operating systems and techniques and languages and data analysis and data science and regression and, you know, all of that stuff, because I never know what they're going to ask me about. So when I'm prepping for interviews, I'm essentially studying. And then, of course, I'm writing my dissertation. I'm working on the podcast. Oh, my gosh, that thunder sounds so great. My dog, he is frightened of storms. So that's probably another reason why he's trying to stay super close to me. But um, you never know what they're going to ask. So I have to prep for that. I'm also working on my dissertation, um, studying for candidacy. So candidacy is the last test that I have to take. It's the last little, second to last hurdle. I'm not really pressed about my dissertation and defending my dissertation because it's my research. So um, I'm confident in my research because I'm the one who actually did the research. So I'm not really worried about that. But candidacy basically encompasses everything or all classes that I was supposed to learn, all concepts and theories of material science. That's my concentration. So it's a two-day test over, I believe, maybe six different subjects on the first day. It's a written test. And then day two, I believe, is an oral test. <laughs> oral test, um, essentially probably over my research topic. So thin films or anti-ferromagnetic materials and all of that fun physics stuff that I won't get into now. But um. So yeah, I've been doing that on top of school, on top of my internship, and then just trying to make sure that I can stay alive and work on my myself and my happiness and peace and all that stuff. So I'm juggling a lot, not complaining, super thankful, um, because these are all things that I prayed for. But, you know, just trying to find the balance in my life. So yeah, back to what I was saying, a recap. <laughs> But also patting myself on the back because, girl, we did it. And I wanted to be consistent, and I have been consistent. So, again, you guys are welcome. All right, so we talked about being a first-gen Jenner. And, yes, the votes are in, and that's what we're going to go with, first-gen Jenner. So I am a first-gen Jenner. Are you a first-gen Jenner? A list of four questions to ask yourself to determine if you are, in fact, a first-gen Jenner. So one, are you the first in your family to graduate from college? Two, are you the first in your family to grow up in America? Three, are you the first in your family to be an entrepreneur? Four, are you the first in your family to look at the trajectory of your family's path and realize there has been and will be no change until you make said change? If you have answered yes to any of those questions, then congratulations, my friend. You are, in fact, a first-gen Jenner. We can also add to the list of questions as we go, but that's the top four, or that's the four that I have as of now. So if you answered yes to any of those, then yay! Welcome to the first-gen Jenner family. <laughs> and then, so last week, we discussed boundaries. Boundaries part one. And just, you know, realizing that 
boundaries are for us. Boundaries allow us to be able to be ourselves and be able to love fully and completely and wholeheartedly without, you know, feeling any type of resentment or any of those eerie feelings that you get because you're, you know, trying to make somebody else comfortable or trying to do things for other people and then in turn are making yourself uncomfortable or taking from yourself to give to someone else when nobody is there to refill that cup. So, you know, just started talking about boundaries and whatnot. So this week we're going to talk about enforcing our no's. Part two of boundaries. So um, I was talking to one of my followers on Snapchat and it's crazy. I just met this girl randomly, like in Victoria's Secret, I think. I was with my cousin and um, if you know me, I'm really like an introvert when I go out. So I talk a lot on podcasts and obviously because I'm the only person talking, that would be a very, very weird podcast if I did that. But um, <laughs> when I'm out in public and I don't really know people, I don't really talk much um, to the point where people think that I am mean for some It's weird how we equate people not talking to them being mean. And we don't think maybe they don't have anything to say, or maybe they're just quiet, or maybe they're just vigilant, or you know, anything else besides being mean. But um, back to my rant about meeting this random girl. So my cousin was shopping around Victoria's Secret. I have a shopping problem. So if I've already shopped, I really try hard not to shop so I don't look around. So I was doing that thing and then just being in my introverted shell. And they were closing. So I wasn't trying to, and I don't like going into places when they're about to close. Like I've worked in retail, I've worked in like restaurants and stuff. And it just really bothers me when people come in when we're about to close. So I don't like to be that customer when I'm on the other side of it. Um, but we were, we were, we were those customers that day. And I was super apologetic. I'm still apologetic. So sorry about that, Angel. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I, she just started, or her and her coworker just started talking. You know, me being my Scorpio self, I don't share much. But if we're talking, I'll continue asking questions to keep the conversation going. And so eventually we just started talking about like all kind of random things that were relevant to our lives. And we just realized like how much things or how how much people's lives can start to overlap, you know, when you start to work on yourself or go on that spiritual journey of yours. And um I said all that to say that last week she said something that really stood out to me. And it was, I love unconditionally, but someone being in my life is conditional. And I was like, wow, that's very profound, actually. So I asked a question on my Instagram where I think I asked if people felt that they had good boundaries. And some people said that they have good boundaries and some people said that they don't feel like they have good boundaries or whatever. And then I had a few people who said that they feel like they have good boundaries with some people and terrible boundaries with other people. So then, of course, my question is like, okay, so why do you feel like you give some people a pass and others you don't give a pass? And, you know, most people feel as though their family gets a pass. So I remember one day I was having a conversation with my mom. With my mom and I was telling her about something. She was like, oh, you know, Mercedes, um, they're your whatever, basically your relative. They get a pass. And I was just like, no, nobody gets a pass for disrespect. Like, whether it's just the cousin, teacher, 
best friend, boyfriend, girlfriend. I don't care. Like, no, if something is disrespectful to me, like, I'm going to let you know. And then I also asked the question on my Instagram. And I was just asking, one, was disrespect relative? And two, if someone were to disrespect you, do you just, you know, just cut them off at that level? Like, you disrespected me, I'm done. Or do you have a conversation with them? And then do you always have to let people know when they're disrespecting you? Because that sounds like that is the opposite of what I'm about. And I'm very energy conservative. So like, it just sounds the opposite. Like it sounds like it takes a lot of energy and who wants to to do that? So I, I actually find or found out that like, one, when you feel disrespected, like what actually, what is it? Like, what is it about whatever someone did that makes you feel like they're disrespecting you? Like, did they hit something that was like a trigger or like, did they like, did they actually disrespect you? So first you have to like make the distinction between the two, because if it's just a trigger, then you have to figure out how to deal with that because that is not their fault and don't treat them any type of way. Cause baby, that's on you. That has nothing to do with them. But if it is like a disrespect thing, I feel I say this, but I don't, no, 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 no. I can say, I can say that I, I do this. I feel everything is worth a conversation. So boom, something happens. You disrespect me. Um, I don't like it. I, I have a conversation. I'm trying to make sure that when I'm saying this, I'm not lying. So let's let's go with 85% because I don't want to say 100%. And then somebody texts me <laughs> after this and is like, no, because remember this and blah, blah, blah. So let me say 85%. Um, but yeah, so after we have, you know, that conversation and I let you know that this is disrespect because, again, disrespect is relative. Like, people could have grown up thinking like people could grow up thinking that some crazy things are okay like that's just their everyday life that's how they grew up like for instance the b word when i was in high school early years in college my friends can attest to this you could not call me the b word now okay i understand i'm older like i get it but then you could not call me that because no and I'm like, girl, everybody that says that, no, uh-uh, I don't, no, don't call me that. That's not nice. People grew up and their parents cussed them out and cussed at them, cussed around them. I didn't hear my mom cuss. I think the first cuss word I heard my mom say was hell. And I was taken aback because, girl, watch your mouth. But, but yeah, like, I wasn't used, I wasn't used to that. And some people were until I'm just like... I don't want you to call me that. And then that's me setting a boundary. And then from then, like, my friends knew what was up. So now, honey, the bees be flying all across the room. Like, but I had to grow into that. That wasn't, like, something that I was just ready to go ahead and just jump into, you know. So that was me, (laughs) you know, setting my boundaries back then. Kudos to me. Kudos to you, Mom. Um, But, yeah, I don't think that 
boundaries should be situational. Um, I feel like my time is my time. Like I said last week, I think it's very disrespectful when people don't respect folks' time. Like, it, okay, I understand people are late, stuff happens, but that's also like a simple fix. Like a, hey, I'm running 15, 20 minutes later. Hey, you know, whatever, like a communication thing. Don't just show up 15, 20 minutes late. Unless it's like a party, then, you know, everybody goes late to parties. Like that's something you're specifically and intentionally late for. But like a lunch meeting or like something where it's just you and I or we waiting on you for something like that. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. That's not okay. But yeah, and that's across the board. That's for, for everybody. Like my mama, my cousin, my sister, like my my actually my my close family, we're not particularly late for much. Like, and I think we do a pretty decent job at being on time. Probably because we're gonna try to skate early, but <laughs> but we do a pretty good job at being on time. And yeah, I don't feel like boundaries are conditional. I feel like maybe there can be like boundary conditions in the mathematical sense. <laughs> Nerd joke. But like it can be those for like emergencies. But as far as like don't do this. I don't like when you do this because it makes me feel like this. Okay, okay, we understand. We move on from this conversation. Boom. There's a boundary set in place and then somebody just comes through and shazams my shit. Like, no. Like that's how I feel like conversations should go. So like if somebody does wrong me and I feel like it's worth the conversation, okay, cool. So then we sit down, we talk about it. And from this conversation, you should understand how I feel in this situation. So when you do this, it makes me feel like this because of this, blah, 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 blah. Okay, cool. So when we come from this conversation, because that's essentially what communication is, you know, you're listening I'm giving you, hey, I'm sorry, my dog. Jackson, please move. Okay, so that's basically what communication is. There is no communication if we don't end on the same on the same page. Like that, that was just idle chat in between. So, you know, a lot of times we say communicate or talk or speak, and we use all those words interchangeably when they all actually have very different meanings. But um, when we're communicating, the end goal is to be on the same page, right? Or if we're communicating effectively. So if I tell you that when you do this, it bothers me and I feel like this, at the end of this conversation, hopefully if we're communicating effectively, we come to the conclusion that, okay, you're not going to do this anymore because you understand that it made me feel like this and you don't want me to feel like this. So this is what we can do moving from this, right? Or moving from the situation hoping that we will never have to come back to this conversation again because you said that you understood and because you care about me, you care about my feelings so you understand where I'm coming from and you would never want me to feel like that again, right? Now, if you do it again, me having good boundaries, okay. We already talked about this. You just did it again. 
So at this point, does that mean that you, one, lied about understanding where I was coming from? Or two, did you say that you understood and you heard how I felt and you just, at the end of the day, didn't quite give a shit and you're just going to do whatever you want to do? So in my mind, that's the way. Oh, that is the only two, two reasons for why once I set a boundary or once we have that conversation, we end up having the conversation again. Those are the only two reasons. So then when I am disrespected and it's not like a accidental thing, or if I am trying to have a conversation with you and I feel like there's, we're not, we're not going to come to a conclusion or anything, or if it's something, and it's crazy because I was about to say if it's something that's common sense, but Someone also told me that common, well, I knew this, but in the boundaries conversation, someone also was like, it's like common sense. Common sense isn't so common. And that's factual. But, you know, some things are just people's characters and just character flaws. And that's just something that I I don't desire to have a conversation with somebody about their character. Like, that's just you. And so if it's something that's a situation like that and like, you don't think something is disrespectful, but I see it as it's being disrespectful. And you cannot understand where I'm coming from at all. Like, okay, cool. Then we don't need to have a conversation. We're just two completely different people. And we probably don't need to be in the same circles. Like, if I see you out, hey, how you doing? What's up? Because I'm not a rude person. But as far as us kiki and ha-ha and chattering, we, not, we probably not gonna be able to do that because I don't think that we have anything in common really. If that's your character, I don't I don't really want to be in the same space with you, you know? So and still I had a conversation with my my god sister and we just talked about like how you know if you do something to me, I don't feel like I don't feel like it's worth having a conversation. Not that type of situation. And I hope that I'm being clear on the distinction between the two. Like one is like a oops my bad. The other one's like, okay, I'm just doing this because this is just what I want to do. And if you're upset about it, then that's on you type thing. I want to give, I want to give an example, but, uh, Hey, let me sit here and think I got to change some things up in the situation. So perhaps you leave your charger at someone's house. Yeah. So you leave your charger at someone's house and that's on you. Because you left your charger, you should always remember to get your things. I'm actually going to um, put something in my house because I don't have a lot of people in my house or in my car, but I will start this clause where if you leave something at my house or in my car, it is your responsibility to retrieve it because I just don't like having the pressure on me to keep up with people's things and I don't really like clutter especially not in my car so if it's in there for too long and I have to go out of my way to come bring it to you it's probably I've probably thrown it away 12 times in my mind like I don't want it in my car so if you're listening to this and you're my friend please please be advised that's a new rule in my spaces if you leave something it is your responsibility to get it back because I will give you 14 business days, 10 business days, five business. Okay, I'm just playing. I'll give you like two weeks 
to get your to get your things. I'll send you three text messages. One when we realize it's in my car, one in betwixt the time it's time for you to come get it. And then I will text you one more time right before I'm about to throw it away. Um, but I will let you know. It won't just be like I just randomly you feel me through your stuff in the trash, but you left your charger at someone's house. In the meantime, they have used your charger, been using your charger, you know, whatever. So when you go to pick up your charger, your charger is broken. It wasn't broken when you left it there. So now you and the person are kind of getting into a, a back and forth issue about them breaking your charger. And it's just like, you know, I was cool with you using the charger, even though you didn't ask. But for us to really be going back and forth about my charger that you broke, okay, my bad. My bad for leaving my charger at your house. Um, but you know, that's to me that's a character that's a character thing a character thing. You see no you don't even understand where I'm coming from. You can't see where I'm coming from, and that's just because we just we're just completely different. You know, and those are the kind of situations where I don't really think it's worth the conversation because to me, that's common sense. But as she's, the girl said, common sense isn't so common. But then also, I don't have time to raise grown people. Uh, I don't have children. I have a dog. Uh, I don't have children on purpose because I don't, I'm not interested in raising anything besides my six plants I have over there in the corner and my dog. So, um... I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to point out to people every time I feel like this is just like common decency. Like I can't, you feel me? I can't, (laughs) I can't do it. I don't want to do it. I'm not Mm -hmm. interested in doing it and I'm not going to do it. And I don't know. I don't, she said she thinks some people, or she said that she thinks, I don't think she thinks. I think she said that people have told her that that's toxic. And, you know, I've wondered about that as well. Like, is that a toxic thing or a toxic trait? Just, but I, that's also, you know, with that boundaries thing, like I said last week, when you start enforcing boundaries, people try to make it seem like situations are mean. But I feel like once we have a conversation, if is there a difference between you, when you should have a conversation with someone and give them a second chance or... Is there just certain situations where it's just like, you know, we don't need to talk about this. Oh, I do know one situation where we don't need, like my, one of my um, homeboys said, he was like, he would never give people the opportunity to lie to him, you know? So he just gave like an example of like some, like his girl cheating on him or something like that. And he goes in her phone and he sees, you know, all these messages with, um, I'm trying to think of age very neutral guy named um, Steve. I don't think I know any Steves. And then watch me finish recording and think of a Steve that I know. But anyways, so he goes to her phone and he sees her talking to this guy named Steve. And he sees all the messages between her and Steve. He's not going to get off, get from her phone or close up her phone and then go ask her who's Steve. He already knows who Steve is. He already saw the correspondence. He already saw the correspondence between her and Steve. Oh, man. I don't know why that was just so hard to say. He already saw everything that they had been talking about. So there was, like, there's no question there. There's no reason to ask her a question because what's she going to say? Oh, that's just my friend. Like, no, I already saw what y'all were talking about or what y'all were speaking on. So, you know, that, like, 
that's not worth a conversation. That may be like an extreme example, but what is the difference between when you have a conversation with someone and when you are just like, chuck it up as a loss? Like, it just is what it is. So like my mom always talks about the story of Jonah. I don't know if you guys have ever watched VeggieTales, but basically on VeggieTales, there's a, um, well, with VeggieTales, there's a movie about Jonah. And so Jonah goes to Nineveh and they slap people with freaking fish. So these vegetables are just slapping folks with fish, right? Because that's their thing. Like, <laughs> like I just saw a clip in my head. But like they just walk up to each other like laughing, he he ha ha kiki smack with a fish, right? So Jonah comes in, gives a message, you know, trying to save the people and all of that. And before he leaves, and he's like, and stop slapping people with fishes. Or maybe he says stop slapping people with fish. I do I do know that fish is plural and singular. And I should not have said fishes. But I do think that that's what he said in the movie. So I'm just quoting the movie, all right? <laughs> but yeah, so when he was leaving, he said, stop slapping people with fish. And so it had never occurred to them that it was wrong to slap people with fish because nobody had ever said, you know, that's a kind of messed up thing to do. So once they said it, like, okay, that's wrong. Maybe we should stop slapping people with fish. Let's just go ahead and jump into these listening letters, or let's go ahead and jump to In the Lab with Mercy. <laughs> I need to stop calling it listening letters and call it its name. In the Lab with Mercy. So, yeah, let's go ahead and jump to In the Lab with Mercy, the part of the segment where you guys, the listeners, ask me questions or send in your anecdotes or send in riddles. Riddles are cool. You know, you can just send in whatever you want to send me. Um, I'm pretty much interested in a lot of cool things. So send me whatever you think I would be interested in. I'm also working on some type of platform that makes it quite easier because I understand that as millennials and Gen Zers, you guys don't really like emails. I don't know. I have emails come to my phone. So it's kind of like, that's my dog drinking water in the background if you hear a word noise but I have emails just like pop up to my phone so it's almost equivalent to me responding to a text but I do totally understand that it's not like that for most people maybe it's because I'm still in academia but um yeah so I'm working on a platform to make it quite easy for us to go back and forth you guys can I don't know why the guy is so noisy I'm not sure but you guys can also Write me on Instagram, um, on my DMs. But yeah, so let's go ahead and go into these lists. Let's go ahead. So yeah, let's go ahead and jump into these questions from In the Lab with Mercy. Okay, so someone said... How do you start implementing boundaries? Okay, so one thing really, oh, I actually wrote this down. So I have like five tips, right, for implementing or successfully implementing and maintaining good boundaries. So the first one, um, I mentioned it last week in last week's episode 
about starting to practice your boundaries like in a in a safe environment. So start practicing them with your friends, someone who respects your boundaries, someone who respects your your nose and respects you enforcing your nose. So start there. Um two, do some self-reflection. So I kind of mentioned that last week as well when I said to look at yourself and see what you do wrong or what you do to support the uh, the disrespecting of your boundaries. So what's important to you? Look at what you do in those situations. Look at what you actually want out of these situations. Like why, why does it bother you? Why are you starting to feel this resentment? Three, set them early. So going into new relationships, start those boundaries, start setting those boundaries, even with like dating, you know, if you want to implement a new boundary or if you don't want like somebody to get accustomed to certain things, don't start introducing them those things. Or if you want them to get accustomed to certain things, (laughs) start introducing them early so that they already know they can understand the assignment. They already know what's up. They already know what's expected. Um, so like if you I always use this example, but perhaps if you don't want to talk to anybody on the phone before eight, because it's actively something that I'm implementing in my life now. But if you don't want to talk on the phone before 8 a.m. and you start dating somebody, you know, it's real easy or it's really easy to start to forget a lot of things when you start dating someone new. Um, you want to talk to them all the time. But then if you start breaking those boundaries in the beginning, then they're, and then you start try to, trying to implement them later on, it's going to be like, okay, well, this was never an issue. You were always answering your phone before 8 a.m. So what is it now? You don't like me anymore. All of that. And you can just avoid all of that. Um, I don't know what number I'm on. I think I'm on three. So let's go to four. Beware of social media. Social media is something that really propels that comparison or the theory of comparison. Um, so you start like your, the ideas in your mind. Real life starts to warp in your mind because you start to think more about the things that you see when every really it's all a facade. It's really an illusion anyways. Spend a lot, spend more time with yourself, even in that enjoying self-reflection, spend more time with yourself. And I, I realize that people don't do that. And is it because people don't, people don't like themselves? Like it's because you don't like what you'll start to figure out about yourself or you don't want to do the hard work. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but it's pretty hard to get from point A to point C by skipping point B, you know? Um, and then lastly, be consistent again, be consistent. And that's for yourself and for other people because it will get hard, but you have to keep it in mind. You have to consciously, like you have to keep your boundaries in mind. You have to keep your goals in mind every day. You have to consciously, cautiously, consciously, all of that make the same decisions or make the the right decisions that are going to propel you to reaching the goal that you want to reach. And if that's ultimate happiness and peace and all of that and whatnot, um, you, it's, 
you have to do it. And it's going to be tough. Like I said, people are going to start to just fall by the wayside. People are not going to be able to deal with it. Um, You may not be able to deal with it. Even now, like, I don't have as many friends as I did before. Or I don't even think they were friends. I don't have any as many interactions with people as I did before. And it did start to bother me for a little bit until I started to realize how peaceful everything is and how happy I am. And, like, I'm very energy conservative. That and being, like, by actual energy, like me laying down because... I like to save my energy and then me also being energy conservative in a sense where I don't want to be around a lot of other energies because it drains me, literally. Um, I'm not sure if y'all can hear my dog. I don't know. (laughs) This guy's going through it. But um, it drains me. So it doesn't bother me as much anymore not to hear or not to constantly have all these different calls from my friends complaining about what's going on in their lives. It doesn't bother me not to be invited to all these different events and activities that I'm probably not going to go to because I fall asleep in the club anyways. Like if I'm not going out to like actually dance to some soca, some reggae or something like that, like don't invite me out. (laughs) I'm laughing. But I'm also very, very, very serious. And then let's go on to the second question. My second question is, are you going to start making videos? I feel as though I have that bad habit of not answering questions and saying extra stuff and not just being like, Yes. Yes, I am going to start making videos. But I also feel like I answered this before in like one of my very first episodes that I feel it's time consuming. Actually, I just started yesterday or earlier today. I just started looking at some audio recording or video recording software. Um, and it doesn't look as complicated as I think. But the thing is, if I start... With if I start doing that video recording, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna edit. <laughs> I'm not gonna edit. So one, it's either gonna be me having to spend more time practicing, or two, you guys are just gonna like I told you, you're gonna get the raw, unadulterated version of me, but you're gonna get the raw, unadulterated, unedited version of me. And I'm not sure if I'm ready for that. So, yeah. Those are my two questions. That's my chat for boundaries and enforcing your nose. And I and disrespect, man. Um, I'm not sure how long I'm going to spend on this boundary segment. I may go ahead and jump to another segment or another topic next week. Um. Let me know. Let me know. Are you guys feeling this boundaries? Um, we can go to something else and loop de loop and spin the block around a little bit later in this session in the segment. Or I keep using the word segment a little later in this semester. Let me know. Let me know what you guys like. I'm having. I'm in. I'm excited. I'm having great responses. I'm having responses. I'm. 
People are liking it. People are sending me comments saying that they like it and they're interested and they're excited. So I hope that you all are enjoying it. I hope that you all keep enjoying it. Um, send me topics that you all are interested in listening to. Um, I am going to start petitioning for guests soon, I believe. So if you're a first-gen dinner, that is actually the very first thing, the very first criteria. Um, before you reach out to me about being a guest, please make sure that you are a first-gen dinner because that's what we're focusing on this. I want to call them semesters. So it'll probably be like the duration of an actual semester, and then I'll probably take a break and come back for a next semester. But um, gonna keep with the the theme of the dissertation. We're just gonna call this a semester. So yeah, that's what we'll be focusing on this semester. So if you are a first gen gener and you are in fact interested in being on a episode on an episode of the dissertation with Mercy to share a little bit of your journey and jump in on some conversations that we'll be having on some of these topics that people tend not to discuss, but that we need to discuss. Let me know. And I think that is all I have for you all tonight. So you all have a blessed weekend. Have a blessed night. And I will see you all next week. If you have not already, I need two favors from you all. One, go and check out my latest episodes. And two, share this podcast with a friend. I'm going to attempt really hard to keep these episodes coming weekly. But in the meantime, in between time, let's keep the conversation going. Y'all follow me on IG at Mercy Mercy, M-E-R-C-Y, M-E-R-S-Y. And the hashtag is hashtag the dissertation with Mercy. Don't forget to send your questions to Dr. Mercy Mercy spelled the same way at gmail.com. Or of course, you can also DM me on IG. We are finally, finally, finally on Apple Music. So those of you who have Apple Music, don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. And for others, just turn on your post notifications so that you'll be aware when I upload. Talk to you next week. Namaste.